Listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast, your new favorite podcast for everything Bills and Sabres. What's going on, everybody? You're listening to the Let's Go Buffalo podcast with the pals, Nigel, Tom, and Jake. Episode four coming at you here. Tom, how we doing? Good, buddy. Pal, I'm good. Just got out of the ice bath. I'm cozy in my sweater and uh, ready to do a little podcast and a fantasy football draft tonight. It's like this is fall is here, boys. I am yeah. ready to go. I think I said that last time, too, but now I have a different reasons why. We do have a fantasy draft tonight, don't we? I, I, hate, we do. I hate fantasy We football. do. I, I remember you being like, I'm not touching anything. And now you have done more mock drafts like a little fiends this past week. <laughs> I've been... Than- I've- if, oh, dude, I've done so <laughs> many mock drafts in the last four hours and, and, and for nothing, because it's not going to matter because without a doubt, dude, I am not getting out of the bottom three in this league. This I thought you were going to just auto draft. What happened to that? Yeah, I know. I, well, Jake, first of all, Jake, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm good. good. Got back, got back from my brother-in-law's bachelor party over the weekend, so my nice. hangover's finally gone. I'm yeah, I'm ready, to, news, ready to podcast. Hell yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the three of us are in a fantasy football league together. We do have a draft this evening, um, and I yeah, I so fantasy football is a tough one because the very first year that I played, I won the whole thing, won a bunch of money, and that has got to be around seven to eight years ago now at this point. And ever since then, no matter how many leagues, I'm not getting out of the bottom three. So, Val, you used up all I, your luck all in one spot. Like that's 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 your problem there. Yeah, but dude, like the hell? <laughs> so many <laughs> blowing your load too early jokes. <laughs> okay, well, but this year could be different. This year could be, but it won't. <laughs> and with that, I'll, let's get into a little bit of a beer corner here, fellas. Ready to snap a beverage? Well, yes, I guess sir. in Tom and I's yes, case, we're going to open a bottle. So enjoy Jake's snap. Ready, boys? Close enough. Three, I got a good snap. Two, one. Ooh, <laughs> like it. Tom, what are you like drinking this, this evening? I'm going straight into straight up. I have a, just a nice harpoon IPA. Excellent. Dude, Excellent. I promise next time I won't get something that's brewed in Windsor, Vermont. I will get something separate. <laughs> Now, there's some good stuff brewed in Windsor, Vermont. I don't see why yeah. why I'd switch that up. Jake, what about you, buddy? What do you got? So I got one down the street from me from Return Brewing. It's called the Sword Lily, and there is a there's a nice picture of a frog on it. And uh, <laughs> shout out nice. to Maggie, my sister. She picked this one out for me. But it's a sour ale brewed with Maggie. strawberry, rhubarb, tart cherry, and blue spruce. Ooh. The Sword Lily, dude. That is uh... dude. That's epic. Yeah, that pretty, sounds almost medieval. Intense, is it kind of bro. medieval? Is he like a, a like a knight frog on there? <laughs> he's got some. It, he's got some. It's it's like almost. I don't know. I, I'd yeah. say like troubadour I, kind of knight, feeling. Yeah, troubadour. Yeah, but but not to not to spoil anything. But planning on talking about the sabers today. So sword oh. Lily. That's that's where I was going. That's where I was going. With that. <laughs> oh, oh, we're, we're we're reaching, folks. We're <laughs> reaching. <laughs> Believe me, I haven't found the bottom of the well yet. It'll come. 
Killer. <laughs> Batch, well, how, about, how, how about you? What'd you pop open? Yeah, dude. I am gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it again. Um, <laughs> it's it's the same thing. I'm, I still. I only have one more kind left in the fridge after this one. So, um, but I'm making a promise to both of you right now. As two of my best friends, before next pod, I am gonna go to Wegmans. And I'm going to craft a nice little six-pack of cans so that I am prepared for the pod for the next six weeks. There you okay. go. Yeah, that Mr. Is... You have beautiful Wegmans at your front door. Yeah. 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 You have no excuse. I'm not even going to enter that into the, the spreadsheet here. You don't get another entry until you give me a different kind of beer. I also, <laughs> it was going to be the same situation last week. And thankfully, I just simply forgot to uh, to mention what yeah, I was drinking. Did. So. You did. Yeah. yeah. Not great. Yeah, Not you great. didn't make it either. All right. So for this episode, folks, um, last week we did our Bills roster projection that took up the entire episode. Um, this week, we're going to touch on a couple Bills things to start. Um, but then today is really going to be a big Sabres day. And we're going to get into um, some some of the offseason conversations and things that have happened over the course of the entire offseason. Not just super recently, because that would be a super short conversation um so tom what are we gonna do to kick off our bills talk let's talk about the roster pal um yeah. i think i gotta i gotta toot our own little horns here we did a pretty darn good job we we, we got probably a good 80 to 85 percent of the roster completely correct i think we did even better than that i we missed um what are some of the misses that you know i know uh, neither of us projected. justin shorter justin shorter yep um alec anderson was one that we did not have we yep. have Questenberry making the team. Tackle. Is, yep. He's the tackle, right? Rookie yep. tackle, Alec Anderson. Yep. Um, Kingsley Jonathan Didn't sneaking into the one. edge group. Yep. But he was uh yeah, he was kind of a um uh a winner from the Boogie Bashman trade. Yes, which we're gonna um, get to in just a second. But other yep. nothing else I don't remember anything else besides the ones you no. just mentioned. I'm sure there are more. Nobody I don't want anybody to grill us and be like, oh, it was actually whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think we did. Uh, I would say I would so, kind of give us an A minus on that one. Yeah, no, I think we did pretty good. They um, yeah, I think the, the Bills did a good job of kind of setting us up for it. But um, yeah, yeah for I sure. agree. I, I'm excited that this is a stacked roster, pal. Like, oh, I dude, know so we're good. all with like up in our emotions, like because we're Bills fans and we're we sit here and we analyze it. We talk about it on a freaking podcast with our best buddies like. We are definitely overthinking this. If you take this and you look at every other 53-man roster across the league, this is a top five roster. Yeah, dude. Easily. It's, it's, you know? the, de- like, it's the depth across the board. We can't joke ourselves here. Yeah. The, the depth across the board is 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 really, really impressive. And we had we even had some guys already get scooped. Um, the, yeah. Was, the people uh, – yeah. I saw a stat from Sal Capaccio. Shout out, Sal. Um, we uh, – five – um, Bills players were released um, from the roster have already been signed to other active rosters. Like yes. what well, that speaks to Brandon Bean getting as many people, many players who are capable of competing for a spot into camp and other teams are, are scrambling to get the players that he signs. So, yeah, dude. So as of, as of 1251 today, um, the Bills lost Nick Broker, Alex Austin to the, t- both of those guys went to the Texans and Zane yep. Anderson to the Packers. Um, so, like, right there, like, you've got a couple that, you know, I mean, the Houston yeah. Texans roster is an absolute disaster, but um, yeah. 
Jake, was there anything there for you that was uh, that was surprising or not so much? No, not not so much to be honest with you. I mean, you guys are more connected to it yeah. than me. Yeah, I was. Um, yeah, I guess I guess I'll, I'll say Andy Isabella was a guy we talked about a lot that yeah, I, I thought time. looked good in preseason. So that that'd be my surprise if I had to pick so, one. So I think there's going to be a little bit. I think we will see him, especially because I'm excited to say that he has been re-signed to the Bills practice squad. So he yes. signed with us. Um, he was a. Um, more than four-year vested veteran in the league, so he could just become a free agent and sign wherever he wanted. And I'm glad that he chose to stick around. I think we'll see him, honestly, earlier than we think because Justin Shorter is going to be slated for the four-week um, IR. where um, So he's going to be on the 53-man roster right now, but he's more than likely going to this um, four-week IR where he's going to be not able to, to play for the, at least four weeks. Um, and I bet we see Andy Isabella maybe get um, brought up for game day, maybe anything like that. So there's some things that could happen there where we'll see him. So I'm excited that he's around and sticking with the team. Yeah. Um, that's that's now, the same now, situation with, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That's the same situation yep. with Bale Inspector, right? Had a, had yep. an injury. He'll go on in-season yep. IR. Yep. He will go on in-season IR, giving uh, Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott some flexibility to then work around that. So those numbers can go flux. This is not, this this um, roster is absolutely going to be a living organism all year. There's be players on, players off. Like it it flexes and it grows um, as, as it goes. Um, now, Nige, I need you to talk me off this cliff. Um, can you walk me through the Boogie Basham trade? He was traded to the Giants. Correct. I believe... It was essentially for a late round swap. I, while you're talking, I'm going to go look up the exact, but I don't understand why why we couldn't have gotten more than a swap. We essentially moved up a couple spots, or if the if the Giants performed better than the Bills this season, we gave away more. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I, understand. As the Bills expert on this podcast, I got, <laughs> I, <laughs> I got this for you. We traded Boogie Basham and a seventh round pick in exchange for the Giants' sixth-round pick. Say that one more like, time. We traded Boogie Basham and the Bills' seventh-round pick in exchange for the Giants' sixth-round pick. So we, mo- we moved up. Not conditional at all? Like there's no conditional marking there? I'm going to bow out of my expert role and say <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> all right. I don't, I don't well, anyway, think so like, I don't think there is, but... You, uh, we have a text there going with some buddies and Bill's buds and you and uh, one of our good friends, Dana, we're going, we're, we're feeling okay with what we got in return for Boogie Basham. And I just can't get there. Can you walk me? Why should I feel okay about it? I, I think, oh man, it's not, I'm not going to necessarily say that I'm okay with it because it sucks, man. It sucks that you invested a second round pick. I think it says two things. And I think the first one is more important. The first one being, I think this is probably more, of a reflection of how the league views Boogie Basham, right? Like, it's not like, yeah. it's not like teams were, were, you know, dying to get after this guy when they found out he was on the trade block. Like, I'm confident yeah. enough in Brandon Bean that True. if there was a better offer out there, he would have found it. Um, so I think, yeah, I, mean, I think that's just, I, I think that's the most telling thing about all this. And I think the second thing is, if I'm, I mean, if I'm a part of the Bills brass, right, a part of the organization making decisions, what's the what's the gap between Kingsley Jonathan and Boogie Basham? Like, is it so wide that it's not worth shaving a million bucks off the salary cap? I think that answer for I me is probably no. 
I don't know, but if there's any plus in Boogie Basham's column and we're in the middle of a hopefully deep playoff run, like I want, I want the cupboard stocked. Like give me everybody, like, especially if it's, he's on a rookie deal still. It's not like we're paying the guy a lot of money like to stay like he was still, he was a second round pick salary. I don't know it off the top of my head, but it's, it's still a rookie deal. Like it's not a lot. And if he had any sense of, I don't know. And I understand that if maybe if he was going to be cut at cut down day and then there was a chance that he was going to be picked up anyway, at least Brandon Bean got something. But he got like a six and a half round pick, right? If we're yeah, training basically. boogie and a seventh four or six, it's like the math doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. I'm still unsure about it. I would if Kingsley Jonathan comes in here and he's a, a impactful player and tells me and shows me that he deserves to be in this rotation and on the starting roster and the 48 man um, starting roster each week, then I will feel better about it. But I don't know. I, feel, I mean, I, I guess go, go ahead. ahead. Keep going. Oh man, here we go. I feel really confident in, in the fact that the disparity between the two isn't so big that like in the middle of a tight game in week 11 or whatever, you know, we're not, we're going to be like, Oh my God, this would be different if Boogie was here. Like, I just don't see that happening. And I, I yeah, yeah th- I like, that's just, he just has never moved the needle for me that much. I know we had a good preseason, but I, you know, I, I've been thinking about this more, dude. And don't forget, they started him in the third preseason game. You don't think there was a little part of them that was like trying to, you know, feature him a little bit? And Oh, absolutely. This was clearly in, in Bean's plan that yeah. he wanted to kind of, yeah, put him on showcase. Hey, hey, you know, hey, you teams who need a D end, <laughs> like come, come and get him. And you're right. Maybe, maybe he, that, that was the best offer they got. They have a connection, obviously, with the Giants, being with uh, Joe Shane down there and Brian Dable. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think I will feel better. Maybe I have to go back and check on how many times Boogie Basham was not active for game day, and maybe that will help me feel a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I don't even know if that anyway. number is going to be big. But I, I don't know. I don't know either. So, yeah. Any other uh, moves here? Yeah, uh, Jake. Did you have any thoughts on Boogie real quick before we? I know we're spending a little bit too much time, but. No, you're good. I'll, I'll just say one thing while you guys look at other other signings that we want to talk about. It, it's tough to remove that expectation with him because he was a second round pick. That's a high draft pick to spend on a player. But he 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 probably wasn't going to make that starting starting eleven anyway. So there's already some disappointment there with Boogie. It, it's more you know it's, it's sunk cost fallacy. It's it's you've already spent that on him. That sounds like an accountant term. So you feel well, uh, <laughs> maybe, but but you, you you have this expectation for him because of the of the resources that were spent on him. If you strip that away, if if he you know if, if this guy came over from another team like he did for the for the Giants, he comes over from the Bills. I don't think they'll have as high as expectations for them. So it's it's not great that you you don't draft well in the second round, but at, at this point, I don't think he was going to be a, a impact player for the starting roster anyway. So. Get some assets back from him in some way instead of just losing him. And I hear you. You want, you want a player like that in the cupboard for sure. But uh, you know, he, we we don't know what Brandon Bean's thinking. He may have been first on the chopping block when Von Miller comes back. So true. Maybe just just get something for him now. It makes your decision right. easier later on in the season. I, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. That, that the was other a big player that, that um there too that was yeah, the go, boogie go, would go be the one to, that would suffer when when Von Miller came back. But true. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Tom. 
The uh, last player I kind of want to touch on here um, before we uh, shift over to our Sabres talk tonight um, is uh, the Bills have signed linebacker Christian Kirksey from to the practice squad. He came down from Houston. He's um, he's played a total of uh, nine years um, in the league, so he's a he's a veteran. He started a total of uh, ninety four games across his career. He had six years with Cleveland, two years with um, well, one year with Green Bay, and then most recently two years with Houston where he started 29 games. He's had almost a 90 to hundred percent snap per, uh, percent starting percentage of snaps. So like he's clearly an impactful player and can be a starting linebacker in the league. Um, he is, he's coming from Houston, which I don't know if anybody would say is the best roster in the league, but I think that I'm glad that the bills are looking at other players. Yeah. I, it's, it just shows that, it just shows that they're not. Con- they realize this. The, the, oh my goodness! I pull a tom here. Realizing the linebacker situation isn't great, <laughs> and they they it just can't. They can't go into the season with it how it is and expect to be. Yeah. You know, perfectly competent. So it, that at least, you know, tells me that they recognize that it needs to get better before we go into the season. I, <laughs> I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing me right now that Christian Kirksey isn't gonna fight his way onto this team and be the starting linebacker. Yeah, I, I would. Hey, man, if, if he comes in and does it, I would love that. Honestly, yeah. like give these give these other younger players some they can play more depth roles. And then we can hopefully punt this decision and problem to next offseason and yeah. yeah, get our way through this. So anyway. All right. So um, anything else you want to touch on um, newsy wise, boys? Um, Jermaine Afedi. That that tackle we signed that could be notable. That's I don't know yeah. what that means exactly, but I just want to toss that. In He's there too. he started two games in his whole career. Like he has not. So I'm interested. I think hopefully maybe some development. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I, again, an, another indicator that the Bills aren't settled or satisfied with what they have. So I think that's all you know a good sign. Yep. All right, Tom. What do you got for us? Well, um, what do you say? Should we uh, transition over to some Sabres things and uh, start in with our uh, favorite game? Oh, boy. Yes, sir. Give me, give me the sound cue. Here we go. Saddle yes. up. Uh. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> well, I think in a past uh, life, you were a game okay. show host. Oh, dude. <laughs> Who, who's to say I wasn't? I love it. <laughs> All right. So for those folks who are new or maybe have forgotten, I'm not sure if that's possible. um, Who the puck is this guy is uh, a game that I'll be playing and leading for Jake and Nigel to compete against each other for the entirety of the Sabres offseason here, remainder of the offseason, and then the entirety of the regular season, where I will come up with five clues that will hopefully lead them to a Sabres player. Um, These two can lock in their answers at any point on any clue if they lock it in on clue number one then and they get it correct they get one point if they lock it in on clue number four and they get it correct they get four points your goal is to have the lowest amount of points as possible um and if at any point they get it wrong then they get all five available points for this round the last time we played was on episode two we had uh two rounds that day currently uh Nigel is leading Jake five points to six. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. Are you ready for clue number one? This Sabres player. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Five points. 
That's, that's not how the game goes. Yeah. No, that's six. That's six. Interrupting the game show host is six <laughs> points. Get a warning, savage. <laughs> okay, resetting. The contestants need to stay uh, controlled here. Um, in 2022 and 2023, this player is one of three Sabres players to score more than 32 points. In the 2022-2023 season, this Sabres player is one of three on the team to score more than 32 points. Is that supposed to be goals? Because there were so many players. Okay. Correct. I was going to say there were so many players that had more than 32 points. That's going to be a new cue later for all those those hockey fans that don't understand the fucking difference (laughs) between goals and points. But all right. (laughs) I feel like I should get... No, nope. I should get a reward for that. <laughs> yeah, you get a pat on the head and sit down. Would you like to lock in? Would you like to lock in your, okay, your so answer or not? So one of three players that scored more than thirty-two goals during the last season. Okay. Correct. Nope. I'm okay. Not going yet. Okay. I would not like to lock yes. in, but that's a good clue. Okay. All right. Number two. This this one might not be as much helpful. This uh, this Sabres player is Canadian born. It's a little helpful, but not that, super helpful. That is a little helpful. Um, Would anybody like to lock in an answer? <sighs> Two points is low points, boys. I went bold last time. I'm gonna I'm gonna play it conservative and say I'd like the next clue. <laughs> Hold He's on a learned second. His, his his lesson. I I will. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right, Jake was. Yeah, I'll I love do it the this pressure. Time. I'll be bold. I'll lock in here. Okay, don't say it out loud, but you have to, Scout's honor, this is for you. Now you have your answer locked down. Okay, number three. This player did not witness the new millennium. He was born after the year 2000. Fuck. Which accounts for a lot of Sabres players, I understand. So (laughs) I realized that was not a very informative clue, but that's why it's not the last one. Would you like a fourth clue? Nigel has locked in. I'd like to lock in. Okay. All right. So, Nigel, on the first or second? I think at the count of three, you guys say your answer. Okay, we can do that. Yep. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Dylan Cousins. (laughs) And. What was wrong? Both? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, so sad. It was. Jack Quinn. He had 32 goals? Maybe it was 32 points. Maybe I was correct, Nigel. But then there were so many more players that had more than 32 points. Uh-oh. 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 The the integrity of the game. There might be a mutiny. That's what makes it so good. Okay, going, looking, looking, looking. Well, look, Nigel, we're tied either way, I guess. Yes, but I still have one point on you from the last round. It's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, we we'll, we will report back. Um, the contest the the show host may um, <laughs> <laughs> may have pulled bad stats, but anyway, all right. Um, we we will have a reward points right. at a later date. Um, we'll catch up on we'll it. We'll catch on. up on it next episode. <laughs> maybe maybe we'll yeah. try again next episode if, if you got bad. All right. Time. Yeah, we can go. I would like to start with the first new yeah, cue before ahead. you go over. Can you please explain the difference and why hockey? Stats are counted as both goals and as points. 
What is the difference and why the heck do we have them? Because I still don't understand. I've had both of you explain okay, this to me ahead, and I Jake. don't get it. All right. So to, to break it down, a goal is when you have the puck, you shoot the puck, and it goes into the net. That is goal for that player. Cool. So you get one goal. Correct. One goal. So, Tom, you shot that puck. You shot the puck into the I net. I sure did. Past the goalie. Keybank center erupts. You know, so you yeah. get the you get the goal. Now, a, mode of every, every night. Yeah, keep going. So a goal, a goal counts as a point for you. The, the, <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say so. <laughs> the other thing here. So now, before you got the puck to shoot it into the net, Tom, you had two teammates who are really slick passers pass the puck to you i passed it to nigel nigel passed it to you and then you shot it into the net nigel and i having played a big part in the play are credited with an assist we assisted on your goal okay so wouldn't you get one assist i would get one assist nigel would get one assist you would get one goal now all three of us get one point (laughs) from that interaction So okay. So what other things contribute to points? And is it just yes, assists it. and goals? N- nothing yet. Okay. So you, why do we do that? You don't look at what them separately. The they uh, they accumulate to your total points. Um, okay. But I mean, why don't you just look at your stat sheet and say, okay, that column is goals and that column is assists, and wow, that player has a lot of goals and a lot of assists. Why do we count them as points? That doesn't make any sense to me. I, I think it's I think it's really right, just to see like okay if you've got a sh- if you got a shit ton of points, you're clearly a player that is that is contributing to goals for your team on a regular basis. Just because you're not scoring the goals themselves doesn't mean you're not having a, a, a super important part in the play that still contributed a goal for your team. So you, you, like a lot of the time, like when you're recruiting a player, right? Like you might. Like if you're a GM, right, you might say, okay, we're not getting enough goals for, I really do need a goal score. But typically players will have like different kind of roles, right? Like your forwards will be, you know, guys will be natural goal scorers. Some guys will be, you know, have really good vision and be really good at setting up plays. There's a lot of players that will have 100 points in a season, but they'll only have 30 goals, but they set up 70 of them. They'll have 70 assists. So that player still gets credited for being an important part of a goal for his team. I like it. I think it's a good system. All right. they, on, on the stat sheet, it's just like, think of it as a convenience. Like, oh, they did the math for me. They added the goals no. and the assists. There's the points. Okay. Devil's advocate. It's two columns. I'm still, uh, I'm still not a believer. I would like, I'm going to count everything on goals and assists. I will no longer be giving any, uh, any game shows uh, points. <laughs> this uh, stupid punts. All right, um, and you're going to have to continue to convince me. But you got a whole season to do it. So here we go. Nigel, wait till we tell him about oh, primary geez, and secondary his, his assists. Could just yeah, gonna freaking explode, Jesus dude. <laughs> oh, this needs to be easier. Let's see. Okay. Well, all right. Noob Q. That all was right. it. Keep going, boys. Yeah, think of it as goals, assists. Different. Stat, different players do different things. Well, that sounds great. (laughs) That's all you need to. All all you need to think about. I'm, I'm, I'm getting stuck. Continue. All right, so Jake and Tom, this is. I thought this would be a kind of a neat thing to talk about because this will start to give you an idea as to the kind of money certain players make based on their performance in terms of points. Okay, you'll find it's incredibly (laughs) shocking. I don't know. I don't. I, I do not receive. (laughs) Okay, so Tom's rejecting this segment, but Jake. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read you off 
the the amount of goals, the amount of points that or sorry, the amount of goals, the amount of assists, and the amount of points that a player had this season. I only have a I only have a couple here. All right, and based on that information, I want you to just give me a ballpark of what you think that player should make were they a UFA this season or this off season. UFA standing okay. for unrestricted free agent. I mean, you can sign with any team at your leisure. Okay, cool. Um, Tom, can I can I put you to work here? Can you just can you just write these down? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. I'll put them in the show notes. So, Jake, player go. one, forty goals, forty-seven assists, eighty-seven total points. What do you think that player is making? I'm a, are, are yes, these, all these are all going to be assuming forwards. this is a forward. Yes. All forwards. Um, I, I, goals come at a premium. I think you get paid extra for putting okay. the puck in the net for 40 goals. If you were an RFA, you hit the market, 40 goals, 47 assists. I mean, I, I'd say eight, okay. eight plus million. Easy. Uh, I'd say uh, to give you a number, I'll go. million okay cool um so you said 9.9.1 million there beautiful player number two 43 goals 56 assists 99 points 9 9.5 million player number three 42 points or sorry 42 goals 69 points 111 points Uh, I'll go 10.1 million. Okay. Cool. Player number four. 37 goals, 67 assists, 104 points. 9.8 million. Uh, I have two more here for you. Uh, 61 goals, 52 assists, 113 points. 61 goals. 50, sorry, 61 goals, 52 assists, 113 points. 11.3 million. <laughs> I think I think and I see then, where you're going with this, and, then this and I'm excited player, about it. Uh, 40 goals, 45 assists, 85 points. I'll go back to 9.2, okay. 9.1 million again. Um, these are the cream of the crop really players. players. I mean, those are those so are excellent Tom, stat lines. Um, can you tell me what Jake said for player number one? Um, kind of. <laughs> I think you said. I think um, you said nine. Uh, yeah. nine point okay, one so Jake, million. That's Will Nylander. Okay, he is scheduled All to right. make this upcoming season just under seven million, six point nine five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Player number two. I think you you brought it up to nine point nine point five. Okay, that's Jack Hughes. Okay, he is set to make eight million next year. That yeah. contract is up. Player number three, 111 points. Okay. So that's Nate McKinnon. He makes twelve six. Okay. Uh player number four, hundred four points. What do you say, Tom? That's Nugent Hopkins. He makes five point two five. Um, player number five, hundred and thirteen points. I think you said 11.3. Pasta makes 11.25. And then the last guy. The last guy. 
40 goals, 45 assists, 85 points. Nine points something. That's I can't Austin remember. Matthews, and he's set to make $13.25 million. Highest paid player in the league Bro, as of his new contract. actual fuck? First of all, find me a planet <laughs> where um, Connor McDavid should not be the highest paid player in the league. He should have the Nick Saban rule in his contract where anytime any other person makes more money than him, he just goes up by another $1 million. That should be the way his contract <laughs> I, I, operates, dude, because there is no planet where Austin Matthews, except for Nugent Hopkins and William Nylander, Jake, these are all players I would mm-hmm. rather have over Austin Matthews. You can add Leon Dreisaitl to that list. You can add Connor McDavid to that list. You can add um, oh, Nick Cannon's on the list already. It's like, dude, is it just because it's Toronto? Like, oh, and one more question that I wanted to ask you. There's one player and one team in the history of the NHL that has won a Stanley Cup with a player making at or more than $10 million in a season. You're nodding. Who is it? It's Vegas. It was Jack it was just this year. It was the first time. Right? Yeah. Which, shout yeah, out, we gave him exactly. that contract. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. You need a balanced team. It's tough to make a balanced team when you have a guy taking up that big of a percentage. So of then your cap. you also have Tavares and, at eleven million and Marner at eleven million. What the hell is Toronto gonna yeah. do? <sighs> I think so. One one thing I want to say before, like for Ryan Nugent Hop, uh, yeah. Ryan for Nuge. Sorry, wow, blanking on his name. Um, Part of what you need to factor in is when the contract was signed, too. So so McDavid signed a couple of years ago, and when he signed, he was the highest-paid player in the league, as he should be. He should be every year here on out. So when it's signed, it plays a factor there. And so I think you said Willie Nylander was one of them. He's due for – this is his final year of his contract, and he's going to get a massive raise at the end of that deal. Um. But but to your point, I don't know if that's going to be Toronto to do it because I don't think he should take no, a discount dude. to stay in Toronto. I mean, that's his decision. But I I don't know what Toronto is going to do. That's like they're so much money. They up. have some high end. They have some high end talent, but they pay the premium for that high end talent. And I I think that's contributed to some of their issues. Is is that roster yes. inefficiency where you're paying some of these top guys? L- look, I, like I don't. In a bubble, if you, if everybody was paid the same, you're taking Austin Matthews as a top ten Correct. player in the league. E- easy, he he is, he deserves it. But whether or not, I don't think he should be the top paid player in the league. I think what contributed to that ballooned salary that he got is a bit of a shift in the way contracts are structured in the NHL, where he took a lesser number of years. He took four years. And so I think Toronto said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna pump up the AAV, average annual value of that contract, if you're willing to sign here and willing to take four years." I just, you know, so it's just so much money wrapped up into three players, and I don't I don't care what the salary it is, goes yeah. up to because it's gonna go up. I okay, so the, so the reason the reason this becomes relevant to the Sabers, right, to tie back into what we're doing here, is the fact that a Toronto is in our division. So it's a team that we need to be cognizant of. And B, they're just a massive fucking rival. We goddamn hate the Toronto Maple Leafs 
They goddamn hate the Buffalo Sabres. We travel to each other's stadiums or arenas and we boo the shit out of the other team. And it's just a heated thing. So I will always be rooting for Toronto to make a mistake. I think they made a mistake. I don't think Austin Matthews is worth this amount of money. I don't think his two-way game justifies it. I don't think the way he sets up plays justifies it. Yeah, he's a sick goal scorer and he's super consistent. But holy cow, did everybody get a massive chubby when he put up 60. And then McDavid and Pasta did it this year and nobody said a thing. Like, what the hell, dude? Yeah. I he I mentioned it earlier. Goals get a premium, and he is. I think you could make the argument for him to be a top three goal scorer in the league, and I wouldn't bat shy away from it. But again, like you said, I don't I don't think his complete game warrants that kind of money. But I think if you're Toronto, if he if you let Austin Matthews walk, what where where is your team going? I mean, they they are all in on this core, and I think they have to be given the moves that they've made to get here. I. So I think they were kind of up against a wall. They, I mean, they they had to sign Austin Matthews. They, they cannot trade him. That 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 essentially signals we're not competing with this core. We we need to recoup assets and and move on from this core. And I don't think they're ready to do that. They have a new GM in. There's, I mean, name a market that has more pressure to win than Montreal, Toronto. Maybe, uh, but there is. You're one, not going to find it. those two. Those are both up there. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just don't. Yeah. I don't know if I necessarily agree that it means automatically that. They're moving on from this core. That's thirteen point two five million, dude, and and that contract doesn't kick into the season after this one that's upcoming, which is worth mentioning. But um, true, yeah. You take that money, dude. That's that's three solid players that play a style of hockey that is more appropriate for the playoffs, which is which which that is what Toronto needs. So I don't know, Jake. We're getting we're getting pretty yeah. off topic here, but. Tom, is there anything here that you're listening to us as we're talking that you want to ask a question about or you're just like along for the ride right now? Uh, definitely along there for the ride, working on a new uh, measurement for uh, uh, goals. <laughs> assists, but I'll get back to you on that. Um, All right, Tom. And, <laughs> and uh, no, but my, I do okay. have a real question, and it's uh, what is the salary cap? So if these players, these high-end players, are getting between nine and ten, twelve, thirteen million, what is uh, what is the calorie the calorie cap? salary cap? Well, the calorie sap <laughs> is that's me. That's a I'm, diet. Fad. I'm kind of a sap for calories, dude. <laughs> I do love these some calories. Um, in fact, I have some Chipotle with my name on it that I'm going to body after this pod. Um, Jake, do you do you know off the top of your head? I do not. Yeah, 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 I got you. Uh, so the the current salary cap, Tom, is right around eighty three million, and it I is projected in the wow. next handful okay. of years. And I, by handful, I think I probably mean actually more like three. Um, it's supposed to get up to ninety, so it's going to jump in the next couple of years, which I think is what teams are banking on with these bigger contracts. I don't care if it goes to a hundred. I feel like thirteen point two five is still too much to have wrapped up in one player for what you need to succeed in the NHL. But I digress. Um, awesome. Cool. So let's I get, get, get into the next thing. Unless, Tom, did you have something? Sweet. No, no. Thank, thank you yeah. for that information. Sorry, can, Please, I, can, I, can I say something? First of all, I want to correct myself. It's 82.5 okay. million coming up. And I agree. So during COVID, there was a lot of 
inflexibility with the salary cap, it went up one million every year. Whereas before COVID, it was going up anywhere from three to four million per season. Now that the players' debt to the owners, if you will, caused by COVID is gone, that salary cap should rise aggressively in the, the next offseason and the offseason after that. So you could see four, five, six million salary cap increase. Um, and so you, you, teams are kind of budgeting for that by giving massive contracts to somebody like Austin Matthews. If I can bring it back to the Sabres, what I love about what they did, they've identified pieces that are integral to their core and locked them up for seven, eight years at very friendly cap hits. So Austin Matthews is, it's not a dispute. He is the number one center in Toronto. Our number one center in Buffalo is Tage Thompson. Tom, given that, throw out a number. What do you think Buffalo's number one center makes? And Keep in mind, Tage Thompson is right up there with Austin Matthews as far as skill level. I, I think he's I'm on to a say current, that. he's on a second deal or is he on a rookie deal? He's on a nope, second second, yep. second deal. He's signed a big big ticket contract. What do you think he makes this season? Seven point wow. eight. <laughs> You're I'm right about that. Yes, Tom. But <laughs> yeah, so I think you. <laughs> <laughs> so Tage Thompson will make. Uh, right around seven point one million this year as Buffalo's number one center. That's I would like signed. to add to his salary just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Tom's going to do it. Would be good, dude, uh, dude. I would take it. I would take it if he was signed for seven point seven million. He signed at that contract yes. for the next eight years. That's wow. that's insane value. Buffalo's where, number. How many years in is he? His contract that he signed oh, hasn't even begun yet. Year? This is the first season. This is no, the first season started. First season wow. that they just contract. Okay. And he had what forty eight goals? Yeah, last cheap. Year? Yeah. Something, something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, uh, injured for what seemed like he, he was out for a lot right. of games towards the end of the year, but still was playing through injury for a lot of time and still put up those numbers. I mean, I, he, he's not. He's he's done this for the past couple of years. I wouldn't say he's as established as somebody like also Matthews, correct. Pasternak, McDavid, someone like that. But I mean, he, he's he's proven that he can do it. It wasn't a one off year for him. Buffalo's number two center, Dylan Cousins, is making a, a similar amount. So, so Buffalo has their top one-two centers, which is arguably the most important position for a roster, signed to about fourteen point two million. That that is insane. You right around what one player in Toronto is making in Austin Matthews, and that's just great value. It's good roster construction. Yeah. I, I'm thrilled about All that. All right, so Jake. Wow. Can we, let's parlay this into the Sabres a little bit because there's two players that I'm really hoping are going to get contracts contracts before the season starts. My goodness. <laughs> um, so real quick, after all that contract, <laughs> yeah. talk, Jake, I'll just say the name. Tell me what you think they're going to make. Rasmus Dahlin. Uh I think he gets paid. I think uh, 10, 10 to 10.5 10. I'd be happy with. That's what I have. That's what I have in my head. Yeah. And then Owen Power. I'll I'll give you a two part answer. I, I think Owen Power could go the route that Rasmus Dahlin did and do a bridge deal for yep. two three years. If he does that, I, I mean, I wouldn't mind giving him the same contract Dahlin just came, is something. coming off of. I think it was yeah. three years, six million, I, I, yeah, I, six million a year. I'm I'd, an, I'd I love that. Agree with you one hundred percent. I think predictively, he's going to sign a bridge deal. Um, ideally, because I, I just don't know what else there is to see. Personally, the kid was unreal for a rookie. 
I I would love to see him just go eight for eight right now. Which would be I would, which yeah, would be I would sick. take that in a, okay. in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. He would he would be he would be underpaid by year two of that yeah. contract if he took that. I, agree. I, I think. All right. Yeah. Well, those are our predictions for those. We'll see if they actually A happen and B how close we are. Um a couple one more thing here that I want to get into. I think it's one more thing. Um oh maybe two more things. Real quick, um Sabres free agent acquisitions this offseason, Jake. Connor Clifton, Eric mm-hmm. Johnson. How about you talk about one, I'll talk about one. Which one do you want? I'll talk about I'll Hit talk me, about brother. Connor Clifton a little bit. I, I'm I'm excited about him. So Tom, he came over from Boston. Uh, Boston had an uh, 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 <laughs> but but also credit where it's due. Boston so had an unreal season. They were record breaking. Um and a really sound defensive team. Um they play a different structure defensively to Buffalo. Uh, because they have a defensive structure. That's a really um, good point. <laughs> but I, but I, I'm excited about Clifton coming over. He he fits the mold for what Buffalo's trying to go for. He wanted to come and play in Buffalo, and that that's something that we've talked about cool. on this podcast and something that they preached. Um, but beyond that, he, he's he's a he's a solid hockey player. He's he's not going to anchor your first pairing, and that's okay. We don't need him to do that. What I think they brought him in for is to be a more reliable partner to Owen Power, like we referenced. Owen Power's most played with partner last season was Henry Yoki Haru. And no no disrespect to Henry Yoki Haru, but Connor Clifton is a better all-around hockey player than he is. Um, I, I think having Clifton next to Power will help Power excel a bit more. I think Clifton is a much better uh, creator of offense off the rush than Henry Okiharu is. So I think that will help Power excel on those skills that he already has. Owen Power is, is, as a rookie, an excellent creator off of the rush and is a lights-out elite passer and awareness in the offensive zone. Clifton will help give him another partner to play off of that. Um. And not to mention Clifton can play a little mean. He's got, he's got some edge in his game. And I, I, I love that. I think, I think there needs to be a little bit more of that on the back end in Buffalo. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited about him. I, if I could say like things I'm worried about, uh, Clifton is not necessarily the best at zone entries into his own zone, defending other teams off the rush. And, that, that was in a system in Boston where they, they were very sound defensively. So coming into a system like Buffalo, where it is fire wagon hockey, like chances at both ends, I'm curious to see how he adapts to that. Uh, but I think he'll be a stabilizing presence for Owen Power. And that's that's really everything that we were looking for with a free agent so position. Anything to add yeah, to I, So you're convinced he's our, he's locked for the top four? I, th- I think so. I think I think he'll I think he'll start okay. the season with Owen Power. I'm just not sure personally. I'm convinced because I think in Boston I think he was always either five or six, um, playing bottom bottom or bottom pair of minutes. Um, so I just don't know. I'm I'm not positive. Right. Yeah. I'm just not positive he's gonna be ready to take on the workload that Owen Powers because Owen Powers is gonna be on the ice a freaking lot. So that's my only hesitation Absolutely. about um, 
Connor Clifton. I'm hopeful that I'm hopeful that he's ready to take on a bigger role. That was one that was one of the reasons he said he signed here to begin with, was he was ready for a bigger role. Um Tom, any questions yeah. you want to ask about Connor Clifton? New D man? Um no, awesome. no, you guys are doing a great Sorry, job. Pal. So, Nigel, I'll throw it back to you. Who who do you think does start with Owen Power? I think it's going to be Yoki problem? again. I think Clifton okay, and Johnson yeah. are just simply your new bottom three pair. Yeah. So, so talk about so Johnson, Johnson a little bit. I just what, what I like, like the him? veteran presence in the room, which is the most cliche thing on the planet to say. But more importantly with that, I like a veteran presence in the room that has won a Stanley Cup, and I like a veteran presence in the room that was also a former number one overall pick as a defenseman, just like Rasmus Dahlin and Owen Power. I like that a lot. I also think there might be a possibility, and I don't love this, I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Johnson played with Owen Power. Just because you know he's going to be he he's going to be a stay-at-home defenseman, He's not going to go anywhere. He's going to allow Owen Power to rove. And OP is just going to learn by being on the ice with that guy. Predictively, I think it's going to be Yoki again. But with EJ, you're just getting a savvy vet whose best days are behind him. But that savvy vet matters. And a guy, I think, primarily to mentor Darlene and Owen Power, who are as cornerstone as cornerstone can get on the back end. That's my thoughts on that. <laughs> Tom, did you have any yeah. questions about anything at all? Um, can you walk me through, and I think maybe some of our listeners through when you're talking about like players playing with other players? Like, can you talk through? Because I think what you're meaning is which yes. shift they're on, right? Yeah. Am I using the correct terms? So, can you kind of talk? Say, hey, like, okay, we think this these two players are going to be on the bottom shift. Yeah. Like, so, what and eventually, we're going to do. Um, do a roster projection for the Sabres too once we get closer to the regular season in October but what we're talking about here typically you you want to pair your defensemen with other defensemen that have complementary skill sets right so the top defensive pair meaning the best pair in Buffalo which is Rasmus Dahlin and Matthias Samuelson Rasmus Dahlin is an absolute wizard with the puck he skates like a freak he's got sick mitts meaning he he can deke for days or dangle for days as the kids say um and uh <laughs> he's he's got an unreal shot but his vision is unreal he's a great like he's a guy who gets a lot of assists tom because he's got sick vision matthias gotcha. samuelson cool yep. is just a rock defensively he's not going to put up unreal offensive numbers but when darlene finds a crease and wants to take off with the forwards you can bet your money that Samuelson's going to be back staying at home doing his job and allowing Darlene to play his game, which is to be an offensive defenseman. So that's what we mean by complementary skill sets. You have your top pair, which is your, your cool. two best defensemen, your middle pair and your bottom pair. There's only three, three lines for defensemen. Um, your top two are your best, your middle two are your next best two. And it just keeps going. Um, so yeah, that's what we mean by that. Cool. And it, it wrote, it's not, it's not, clean changes every time right like they rotate in now there, there are overlap with yeah. other other players and situate situationally during a game too you know if, if if you're down a goal you need a goal you're putting out Darlene and power right. to try to right. get you a goal 
Right. So right, right. It, it can yeah, shift but... up that way. Sick. All right. Um, okay. So let's see here. Uh, go ahead, Jake. I think the. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Can I Please. say one more thing about Johnson? He's a great penalty killer as well. And as a tangent, I'm glad they brought someone like Zemgus Gergensen's back as well. Both, both those guys are really good penalty killers. And Buffalo's penalty kill over the past few years has not Bad. been stellar. And special teams is such a big part of what wins you a game. I, I, I'm hopeful that he can stabilize some of the defensive core yeah, on the penalty For kill. sure, dude. All right. And then the last thing we had um, was to just do real quick, just touch on the first handful of draft picks the Sabres made this year. Um, so I, everyone's probably more from the most familiar with Zach Benson. So I think you can probably Jake and correct me if you think I'm wrong. Um, Zach Benson, highly skilled, a little bit undersized, but insanely tenacious on both sides of the puck. Like this kid four checks, like an absolute son of a bitch. And I think, I think that's one of the main reasons he was drafted where he was, um, was his tenacity. I think, um, based on things I was seeing, he was he was the best four checker of all the guys that like went in the first round. Um, just a just an insanely tenacious guy. His two way game is his strength. On top of being super skilled in the offensive zone. Yeah, an incredible playmaker. He he leverages his four checking into setting up his teammates. One of, if I remember correctly, one of the best playmakers in the OHL in recent memory. You're putting that up against names like McDavid, Crosby, people like like high-end talents i'm not saying he's going to be one of those players but that playmaking ability is is evident and i think can translate to the nhl based on his like you said his tenacity his forechecking his size is i have no issue with but i think that's why he fell to where he was um so yeah i i I am thrilled that we got it was our first pick (laughs) that was an insane value pick in the first round there tom any questions about the first round pick um, no, not today. I'll, um, we'll probably come back to this at another time. Yeah. Um, but no, keep going. I think you guys just go ahead and touch on it. Don't, yeah. don't check okay. it back cool. in with me. If you're okay with that. Um, Jake, Anton Wahlberg, the second round pick. Anton Wahlberg, big, big Swedish yep. center. I uh, believe he won silver with team Sweden at the under right. 18s recently. Um, kind of just, just an excellent yep. two way center. So, Obviously, like Tom, for example, this the guy's not going to be in a Buffalo jersey for minimum two, three years. But okay. as as he develops, I hope to see more of a two-way presence to his game. I think we have enough racehorses offensively where we don't necessarily need him to be putting up 40 goals, 40 assists. It's 80 points, Tom. Uh, <laughs> um, but... Ooh. <laughs> but just to yeah just just to help stabilize the, the bottom six as he as he develops replace some of the guys that we lose I, i'm excited about him too yeah. we'll see how he develops um yeah you pretty much touched on it i just uh, think it's anything that on him I, or do you want to you want to take it to, to the, bottom six, uh, the third third round pick. um as just like a good yeah. size yeah just a just a good size power forward um kind of guy that i imagine will have a good play style for the playoffs um nice mitts and small spaces Another tenacious yeah. guy in the four check. He had six points in seven games um, at the under 18s, like you just mentioned. So, yeah. And good on the walls, too. That was another note I had written down here. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And so, so two forwards off the top. Uh, the, the 
defensive prospect cupboard is a little bare, so they went with a defenseman with the 45th overall pick. What, what are your thoughts on? I think it's I think it's pronounced Maxim Martin, Sturbach. Um, no, 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 Martin, it's okay. Excuse yeah, me, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, dude. Um, first of all, I, I, good for Slovakia because they're starting to get a lot of players in this league, man. Um, and he is no exception. 6'2", 205. Um, I, my biggest note that I've written down, he's a good two-way defenseman. He likes to try and make his offensive plays. He's got decent hands. Sometimes he gets a little bit too carried away with trying to make a play like every time he gets the puck. Um, but I've written down he's got nice hands, good in transition. Um, he is Michigan State bound, which I like. Michigan State is an insanely good college hockey team. They're always going pretty deep into the playoffs and whatnot, so you love that. Um, also love that he's a right-handed defenseman, which seems to be a premium in the NHL. I don't know why there seem to be so few righties, um, but he just projects as a nice two-way, probably bottom four um, defenseman in the NHL. Um, but yeah, great pick. He had 18 points um, this year in the SHL, which is pretty solid for you know an 18-year-old in their first year. Another guy who projects to get over to America playing probably in the next two years, two to three. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else there, Jake? No, nothing for me. I think we should mention uh, Buffalo's fourth pick from the draft too. Hometown kid, Gavin McCarthy, another defenseman. You know, ho- hope the best for a hometown kid to make the squad at yeah, some point. I think, I think he's probably really a cool. long shot, but shout out to Buffalo. Always got to love the Buffalo kids, man. Who was um, Kennedy? Tim Kennedy. Wasn't he a Buffalo boy? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, I think you're right. They're they're all long shots in the draft, right? You can pick true. first overall. Yeah. It's still still a Tom. Anything you to want to touch NHL. on at all, buddy? I know Jake and I did a lot of talking on the Sabres stuff. No, I think you guys are covering it. I'm excited to learn more about these players as we go, um, and I'm just trying to soak it in. And, I know uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to <laughs> keep, take keep in. up here. So, no, you're doing great. Awesome. Yeah, you're doing great. Well, yeah, it's 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 September coming up, probably tomorrow. Uh, when you hear this podcast will be September hockey news will start to roll in. We'll, we'll keep you updated on anything, anything Sabres and can't wait for the season yeah, to dude, get going. Absolutely. Tom, you want to take us home, buddy? All right, pals. Well, Hey, we uh, had a nice uh, filled up podcast here. Uh, we got started with some bills news, got into a uh, slightly bungled uh, version of who the puck is that, but uh, we'll come back <laughs> to that another time. And uh, a, a great uh, stints of uh, kind of setup work from our, our two Sabres boys here. So as we're closing out here, can everybody please go out and give us a please, a five stars, a thumbs up, a high five, whatever you can on your uh, choice of uh, listening platform, Spotify, Apple music, go find us out at, um, uh, Instagram at Let's Go Buffalo Pod and on Twitter uh, at Let's Go Buffalo Pod. Um, my name is Tom. That's Jake. That's Nigel. We are so happy to have you here with us. Hope you have a wonderful evening, night, day, wherever you are. And uh, go Bills, go Sabres.